When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Thursday, May 11th, and I'm live on YouTube. We've got a couple of people who, um, actually, Dominic joined us first time, listens on Spotify. I have no idea what I need to do to get you Spotify people over to YouTube. Um, is it money? <laughs> do I need to offer money? Prizes? Um, you know, all of a sudden, I'm now Bob Barker, or uh, if you're younger, Drew Carey. <clears throat> Price is right uh, reference there. Uh, one thing that I do want to tell you is uh, I posted an article a couple of days ago in the private Facebook group. Uh, it's a, a story about a guy named Bob. And Bob basically uh, invests at the high of the market. Um, so he's constantly putting his money in and he's constantly uh, putting his money in at the top of the market. And so he sees losses in the short term, but he's not selling. He's just adding to his portfolio and constantly he's just doing this. Um, it's a good ending. Let me tell you that. I read this article um, or this, this kind of news and uh, fiction. I don't know if it's real, but I don't think it is real, but it's just based on numbers. I read it at least four times a year uh, because it reminds me if I lose money, and I believe in a stock, stick with it because it'll come back. If you use the product, if you use the service and you, you don't think that it's too expensive and you like the price comparison uh, or the, the price benefit, just invest in the company. That's why I buy Apple um, and why I don't typically sell Apple. And one of the things that I'll go over uh, with one of the stocks today is what do you do when a stock hits a 52-week high? Um, yeah. But look, we're, it's clear we're still in this bull market. Uh, we had PPI out today. PPI was up 0.2% versus an expected 0.3%. Uh, that's year over year. It went down 2.3% um, uh, uh, versus last month, uh, or I'm sorry, last year at this time, it was 2.7%. So we're doing good. Uh, inflation is down. Cost of goods is down. There's two things. Remember, I talked about the trifecta. Uh, inflation CPI, which was yesterday, Wednesday. Uh, that came in good. PPI, the cost of goods is going down. That's good news. Um, then you have the debt ceiling. And that's not going well at all. So you've got danger in the mist. Where are you with SPY? You're still in this bull market. The highs of SPY are back here in January of 2022, last year, and it's up near 4, 477, 480. In that um, uh, time frame, I'm sorry, in that range. But I do think that we're in this trading range between 350 and 423. I think 420 is still a top. You're at 417 right now. In pre-market, you're down a little bit at 412. That's the look at SPY. Nothing more than I can tell you other than be a little bit wary because 
as we get to 420, if you don't continue to hold a close over 420, I think the downside is a little bit stronger. Uh, the leaders will be the big ones to try and bring um, SPY down. It will be Apple. It will be Microsoft. It will be Amazon. It will be Google. It will be those big tech names that will probably lead it down. It won't be the smaller ones that lead it down. Uh, Amazon is up 0.78. It's up at 111. I said get it under 100. I said get Apple in the 160s. It's at 173. Um, I said get Google under 100. It's now currently at 115. Uh, Meta, I'm still waiting for it to dip below 230. It's at 233. Um, yeah, you've got all of these huge, huge names. Microsoft, uh, I said wait until it's under 300. It's at 310. Um, so, you know, again, I, I do think that you have an opportunity to get some of these, but I do think you need to be patient. Um, you know, some of the stocks that we've gone over hat where you've been patient, you've been rewarded greatly. Um, you know, Coke under, uh, 60, what's it? 63. That's 5%. And you've enjoyed a good dividend since then. Um, you can see it, it ran up here. Here's the buy at 60. And then it just got you out with a 4.78. If you wanted to get out. If you want to get out, get out. I don't manage my portfolio very well in, in the, the, the sense that, uh, hey, I, I'm 100% on top of every name. I might get out of Coke here, maybe buy a little bit more. I can take some long-term profits in this one. Um, yeah, so uh, just looking at the core portfolio right now, there's not a lot going on. We're kind of flat. We're expected to open up a little bit up. Nothing huge, even though you had a good number. I do think there's a couple of things weighing on the market. Uh, let's go over the big earnings of last night. The biggest one is Disney, and this is down 5%. You're down at 95. I said I wouldn't buy it at 103 here because I thought it was just a little bit. I didn't want to sell it just in case something happened. They earned 93 cents a share versus 99 cents the previous quarter. They are losing money. There were a couple of uh, interesting things. Um, uh, it was, uh, by the way, when it was announced, I have the note, it, it went crazy. It was up 4%. It went up to like 115, 118, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, and then it went down 4%. And it just kept going down as, as they kept talking. Um, the best description that I saw was um, the Wall Street Journal headline. Uh, it says, Disney jolted investors with record subscriber loss following a price increase at its streaming business in the second quarter, uh, showing the trade-off between growth and profits. And that's where these guys are. Um, they, they want to grow and they want to be a growth company, but they've also got to make profits. And streaming business is expensive. The one hint that I think is super bullish for this stock is that Iger indicated he wants Hulu programming integrated into Disney+. Plus. He says it's, it's kind of common sense that um, uh, daily kind of quote-unquote programming that Hulu has uh, is needed to grow Disney+. Plus. Well, here's the thing. Comcast owns Hulu. So I think he just told us that Disney's going to buy Hulu. Uh, it is a huge debt on this company that already holds a ton of debt. I don't know what the stock's going to do. I think if you go if you close today uh, below this this wedge, which is ninety eight, if you close below that, 
I think you wait until you get some confirmation to buy it again. If you want this long term, I think you nibble at it right now. Uh, it's down 5.81%. I, you know, say you want to put $1,000 into it. Buy $100 worth of it today. You can buy fractional shares. Just buy $100 of it today um, I, I, at 95 uh, If it goes down to 85 then fine. You know, maybe put $400 into it. Uh, if you go down to 90 maybe put another $200 at 90 uh, But I do think that when this one gets their, their um, finances right, um, if they do wind up taking a lot of sports, by the way, ESPN, it's rumored that they're going to take a lot of sports um, to online. That would be huge. Uh, so I, I think Disney's a buy. I hold it personally. I think my average price is around 100. I kind of dollar cost average around that $100 price point. I probably will add a little bit more. It, this will not be a major holding in my uh, portfolio. Uh, it is a very minor holding in my portfolio. I'm just not a huge, I don't have kids. Uh, I don't spend $10,000 on a Disney vacation like most of my friends with kids do. Um, so I just don't see the, the necessarily value in it. It is the one streaming service that I don't have. I don't share passwords um, with this one, and I can do without it. I just went on Disney Plus last night. I was like, eh, is there anything to watch? Eh, not really. And I could get, you know, it's the one streaming service. If I was paying for it, I could get rid of it for six months. Totally. Um, so next one that I wanted to go over is Robinhood. This one was boosted by increased trading. Um, B. It, it was up 7% in pre-market right now. It's up 5%. Uh, options were a big play. Uh, crypto was a big play. Uh, there are 11.8 million daily degenerates who are using Robinhood today. Please do not be one of those 11.8 million. Uh, I think your minor portfolio, if you want to trade a minor portfolio, you know, have Webull, have Robinhood. I don't think that's bad. Just do not have your main portfolio in Robinhood. Uh, try and get the money out. It is incredibly hard. Uh, I don't think that these guys have the liquidity issue that they had back in 2021 uh, where GameStop, they had to halt all the trading on GameStop because they would have taken down the entire market. Uh, I think Citadel and Robinhood were uh, in cahoots then. But I do think that, that Robinhood, um, it's an indication that trading is back. And I think, in my mind, it's an indication that the economy, specifically with degenerates, is going fairly well. If you've still got people who are willing to trade crypto, if you've still got people who are willing to trade options, and most of those options on Robinhood, by the way, I've seen the expiration date, they're sit trading like um, options that expire that week. That's nuts to me. Trade long-term options. I know enough about options to not trade the current, um, the current expiration dates. So you're just gambling at that point. It's not horrible because, you know, listen, uh, I, I'm not going to condemn anybody's if they're making money. But just be aware. Robinhood is not a... The only reason you would invest in this stock is to trade it. And you can see the algorithm actually loses you 62% over two years. You lose 76%. If you uh, hold it, buy and held it for two years. So the algorithm does outperform. Still not a good stock. Uh, Unity Software. Uh, the symbol is U. This one beat on earnings. It is up 8% in pre-market. 
I think you're going to this gap up at 35. They're not making money, so be very careful with this one. Um, their forward PE is 32. It is extremely expensive. It's a $10 billion company. Year to date, it's up 0.52%. Um, you can see the average price target is 35. And again, it's trading at 28. The average price target is within this gap. So I, if you, if you know, do your research, I don't know enough about unity software to actually invest in it. I just know it's way up, uh, beyond, beyond me. Your boy here doesn't like eating meat. Just not a big fan. Uh, Beyond Me, $12.48 is the algorithm buy. It is trading at $12.14. They posted a smaller than expected loss. Uh, it was up 10% last night. It has given all of that back. So I, I, I think cooler heads prevail. And I think this is Robinhood traders. I think that's 100% Robinhood traders. Uh, one that I do like. And I will tell you, my brother at his beach house um, has a Sonos. I think it's, it's the big soundbar. I think it's the beam or something. Um, and he's got two Sonos speakers in the back. The sound on that is equivalent to probably, I, I have about a $5,000 uh, surround sound equipment um, in my family room in Atlanta. I think the Sonos sounds as good, if not better. Uh, and mine has been tuned up. Uh, I've had, you know, professional installers that I know well who are personal friends come over because your boy ain't paying for crap like that. I could probably do it myself. But I will tell you, I'm super, super impressed. Now, where have I been in on Sonos? It was way back here. I was in at 13. Uh, I got out at about 15. And I didn't enjoy this run up to, what was it, 21, 22? You've had quite a run in this. They are going to open up down 22% to 16. You're going all the way down below the 200-day. Um, it is a huge, huge loss. Go over to Finviz, and what I want you to do, if you want to play this one, I want you to go to Finviz. Uh, it's so no. Uh, and I want you to, look, the average price target is 23 but that's before. Um, it's not very well covered. Go and read some of these things off of Barron's. Read about how bad these earnings and how bad the guidance was. It is an expensive stock. The PE is 165. So just understand, before you get into a stock that's down 21%, that's down the 200-day, I do think that this is a $15 stock. Now, part of this run-up uh, way back here in October 2022, um, part of the run-up, and I don't, it, maybe it was 2021 that I got in at 15 or so. Um, let's look at the weekly. Yeah, I think it was 2021. Um, might have been back here. Maybe, yeah. You see, it ran all the way up to 40. It was back here. I think it was back here. So it must have been at 13, then I got out at 15. And I missed this run-up to 40. Uh, this was rumored that Apple was going to buy them. Because Apple has just not done well with their uh, HomePod. Well, Sonos has the sound. And if you just integrate some Apple kind of hard software into Sonos and you make it a smart speaker, oh my God. Uh, at, since then, Apple has gotten better at speakers. I don't have HomePods. Uh, but the Sonos surround sound is unrivaled. Um, I'm tempted to buy it. 
uh, even for my my home uh, that has surround sound in it. Uh, it. It is that good. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but they are down. Google. I said Google yesterday. Hey, if you close above 109, uh, I think you're off to the races. We closed at one 112, and you're at 115. You're up 3% again today. They announced a whole slew of things. You can read the news on it. They have a new Pixel Fold phone, which I saw Marquez Brown, MKBHD, uh, on YouTube uh, reviewed and said it's a great phone. <laughs> the price is $1,800. I don't know who has $1,800 to throw into a first-generation folding phone when we saw what happened with the Samsung Fold with their first generation. Um, I'm just not convinced that it's a game-changer, but I do think it's an interesting one because uh, some of the people that I actually... Um, it, there's maybe five people in my life that have Google phones. Uh, the large majority of people that I, uh, I associate with have Apple phones. Because your boy just likes Apple. Uh, those green bubbles just annoy the F out of me. And sending a, a photo or a video to, uh, to Google folks ugh, annoys me. But uh, half of the people that I know with Google have Pixel phones. And they love Pixel. Um, the other half has Samsung. Um, but Pixel, it's huge. The other thing that was huge with Google is integrating AI. And they have an AI waiting list. Uh, if you go into Google, there's a bell icon or something. I have not been able to get into the wait list. I have not been able to sign up. It constantly just times out. Tells me that it's huge. So Google, again, I think we're off to the races. Should you buy it here at 115? I think long-term, you know, it depends on your time frame. Long-term, I don't think that you're harmed. Remember, this is a $150 stock at its good point. Um, when you go in here and you type in G-O-O-G, the PE is 24. So one of two things have to happen. Either they have to grow their earnings significantly to keep that PE at 24, or the PE is going to go up. I just don't think that that PE is going to go up. Year to date, you're up 26%. Um, should you sell it? Probably not. Uh, could you get back in at 110? I do think so. So if you want to sell it, I'm not going to look down on you because I do think that this one, this one get hurt, gets hurt every time Microsoft makes an inroad into Bing uh, with ChatGPT. That's where, you know, they, they make their money. Uh, so if you want to sell it, eh, I'm not, you know, not against it. But let's talk about Ulta because they released some earnings. And this is a beauty product uh, company. And if you look at this, what's interesting about this, I don't think they, they released earnings. Something happened with Ulta. Uh, but it's been on this slide. So ever since it's been, they've got earnings coming up. It looks like in uh, end of May. End of May looks like, um, let's see, uh, May 25th. So they've got earnings coming up. The beauty, uh, this is what I want to talk to you guys about. When you get to 52-week highs, and let's just look at a weekly. We'll look at a weekly on this one. And you got to 52-week highs back here, 553, um, 551, 500. Let's, let's look at Ulta here. 
because it is going to all-time highs. Not just 52 weeks. 556. And you were there here. Um, let's see. 556. So it was last week. 556. Last, or yeah, May, May 1st. 556. What do you do when you reach all-time highs? Well, when you hit all-time highs, you typically want to start to trim. Uh, and you want to keep a close eye on it. Now, a good example, Apple. Um, we, we're looking at Apple. If we go over to Apple and we look at the 52-week highs on Apple, uh, you are 175, and we're trading at 173. Am I trimming Apple? Probably. At some point, I probably will. Uh, the catalyst that I think is, right now it's the, the ex-dividend date, which isn't huge, but I'll get a nice dividend on it. Um, but Apple is close to those 52-week. Ulta, close to those 52-week. You want to start to trim. And you don't want to get out of your position. You want to start to trim. As you get towards that 52-week high, good portfolio management is starting to trim. Now, there's a difference between brokerage and IRA. When you get to brokerage, um, brokerage has tax implications. You want to trim your long-term. You do not want to, on a company like Apple, you don't want to trim your short-term because you're just going to pay out in taxes. Do I think that this one's pulling back to the 160s at some point? If our debt ceiling gets like screwed up, you're coming back down here to the 120s. <laughs> so um, you want to start to trim at these times. SPY is up there. SPY has been on a run. Apple has been leading that way. Start to trim. I don't like saying sell Apple, but I, the, the one reason to hold on to it, well, two reasons. Dividend date, uh, where you'll receive a small dividend. It's 0.53. So it's not huge enough. And that's 0.53 yearly. Yearly is 0.53. Um, you don't want to, yeah, annual. It's annual 0.53. So it's not even making you what a, um, a savings account would. So that's one, one theory to kind of hold on to it for that. Um, your second one is the developers conference. If we go and look at Google, look at what Google did up to the developers conference, which was yesterday. Um, look at what it did. I mean, it had that ascending triangle and it popped on developers conference. Hold on one second. You're going to hear me blow my nose. Your boy has a little cold. And yes, I'm not editing that out. Screw you people. It's staying in. Um, but Apple, I think you hold on to it till the developers conference. But if you wanted to take, I'm going to start taking some profits just because I don't want to wait until the end of the year and sell Apple at 120 again. What was Apple? Let's see. In December. <laughs> yeah. I think I sold it in the 120s or 130s just because I had to take some profits on it. Um, but, you know, my average cost was, what, less than a dollar. So I'll probably take some profits on this one um, just because of tax loss harvesting and uh, writing off and making some money there. But Ulta's a great example. It has fallen hard. So when you get to that 52-week, just take your profits. Um, Roblox. There was an upgrade of Roblox. It is close to 40. 
Uh, it is trading at thirty nine ninety one. Did you get in here at thirty five fourteen? Hopefully you did. Your boy here didn't. I didn't take that risk. I wish I would have. I was waiting for it, but the algorithm, you know, timed it perfectly. Here you are at forty two to forty four. You're going to fill that gap. That's where you're going. Honest to God, it is at thirty nine ninety one right now. You're going to fill that gap. Just plain and simple, you're going to fill that gap. Um, I found this tweet interesting. The top five stocks that have minted the most millionaires over the past, what, 40 years or 50 years or so, um, because they're all fairly new companies. Microsoft, Amazon, Google, Apple, and Tesla. Top five. Uh, That's top five. What do you want to hold on to? You know, I think, what, three, four months ago, I did a podcast about the top five long-term stock holdings. Yeah, I, I, I'd include Facebook in those. Uh, I think Facebook has made millionaires um, out of folks as well. So I found that interesting. Let's talk about regional banks. Um, PacWest came out this morning with some news, and they are down significantly. You do have a cross up here, and this is on the four-hour algorithm, $5.82. Please tell me you did not use the algorithm and buy it $5.82. Uh, you're down 23% in pre-market. And the reason you're down 23% in pre-market is they said they lost almost 10% of their deposits on May 4th and 5th. They say they have enough, um, but the news alone that we're May 11th now, and on May 4th and 5th, you lost 10% what's happened in between there. Here's what you have to know. If they come out, with some type of statement, which they most likely will have to do uh, later today. This is a trading stock because the, the, if they come out with some type of confirmation that, hey, we're fine, uh, we've gained this back, blah, 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 um, that's a trade. And I think you're back to six, quick, easy 25%. Now, if they treat their bank like First Republic did, remember First Republic, everything was going fine. Uh, even Jim Cramer said they're fine. They they'll be you know perfectly fine. There's no problem here. What did First Republic do? They lost a bunch of deposits, and then they had an earnings call, and they did an earnings call for 12 minutes in the middle of a scandal, and didn't take questions. The management went into weekend saying it's a hundred dollar stock. We're not getting rid of this for five dollars. We're not selling it out. Well, what happened? They had a run. The FDIC takes over. The stock is worthless. That's what PacW is is dealing with right now. And PacW, if the management is smart, they'll take First Republic as an example. They will not stay silent. They will go in and they will do something and they will make some type of statement. I don't want you holding this one past anything past tomorrow. If you decide to take a chance on this one and buy into it, uh, don't hold it over the weekend. Every uh, bank failure that we've had, Silicon Valley, Signature Bank. Um, well, Silicon Valley, I think, was on a Thursday. Um, but the majority of the, the recent ones, they've happened over the weekend. Don't hold it over the weekend. If you want something that's not going to zero and you, you want something that's going to pop, DPST. This has a ton of local and regional banks. 
Um, it's a triple levered ETF. It doesn't have any buy on the, the four hour and it is down 4%. You're, you're, you're kind of insulated a little bit with this. Now, you want to bank long term? I've said it before and I'll say it again. Schwab, you're down 1%. It's at $46. 46, it closed at 47. This is the one, if you can get this at 45, I think you're doing really well. Um, I think you want to enter into this one slowly. Uh, I think at four, if you want to uh, start your position, and I probably will start a position here at 47. Uh, if I can get it at 46, 46.92 is where it's trading right now. If I can get it down there, I mean, their dividend date is May 11th. Let's see, what do they pay on a dividend now? Let's see what their yield is. 2.1? Not horrible. You'll get a two-point, you know, annualized dividend on May 11th. So you just got to hold it today. Buy it before today. Boom. Um, yeah, Jamie Dimon. <sighs> Jamie Dimon was on Bloomberg this morning, and it got some, some pretty big headlines. Um, it, the, the guy's a douche. I mean, just a major fucking douche. Hate him. Um, he said regional banks are strong. So, which I'm fine with. I mean, you know, hey, prop up the, you know, the stuff that you bought from uh, First Republic. Prop it up. Go ahead. Get in the news. Uh, he also said he wants short sellers to be investigated. Well, douchebag, you didn't have a problem with short sellers when you were uh, selling mortgage-backed securities, um, when you were making billions of dollars, when you just bought First Republic because of short sellers. You bought First Republic for two dollars on, uh, you know, a forever hundred dollars of uh, uh, assets. Yeah, what a douche. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, let's look at some some requests. Melissa wanted me to go over Blade, and what is Blade? Blade is one of these that um, B L D E. Uh, B L D E is what it is. Let's scroll down. Uh, it is provides air transportation alternatives to the congested ground routes in the United States. It provides its services through charter and by the seat of flights using helicopters, jets, turboprops, and amphibious seaplanes. So if you go to New York City and you want to get to LaGuardia or JFK, um, you can take a Blade Air uh, helicopter. It is down 20% year to date. They are not making money. They have a market cap of 199 million, not billion. This is a super, super small cap. And I know it has been uh, thrown out there as a um, uh, retail trade. And I know it was big on retail. Uh, I'm not a fan of this company. I'm not a fan of you putting money into this company. They are not making money. And you can see it is just a dying sword here. Um, now, it is up 13% in pre-market. They announced their earnings. It is up 13% in pre-market. I am not a fan. Any reaction is an overreaction. I think there are better places to put your money. One thing that I did post, she asked in Facebook, and I posted it on Facebook, is um, uh, Fidelity has a social sentiment score of minus 3.1, which is listed as extremely negative. Um, blade stock hit $2.53 on last Thursday, setting a new 52-week low. So it was a new 52-week low last Thursday. And you can see, boom, 
$2.53. It went $2.51 was May 4th, right here. That's last Thursday. Ever since then, I mean, God, you're at $3.28. Yeah, you can trade it. You kind of probably get lucky. I'm just not a fan. Go and read some of these stories about Blade and their, uh, uh, don't read the Newswire because that's all PR. Uh, Finviz Elite. Yeah, it doesn't look, maybe Bloomberg here. Blade and Beta compete. First electric air taxi flight in New York City area. I think, you know, I'm just, right now it's for the elites. That's essentially what it is. Uh, Trevor asked me uh, about Qualcomm. I have Qualcomm in our core portfolio uh, on TrendSpider. I am a big fan of Qualcomm. Uh, I think that Qualcomm is a $120 company. Um, they had some issues with their most recent earnings. And you've got this gap down. The gap is from 112 to 109. Right now you're trading at 106. Uh, I think from a buy perspective, I think that the MACD is about ready to cross up. It's coming up. So see that blue line right there? The yellow line's a strike line. That blue line is the MACD line. Your RSI is at 31. It is beaten down. Um, I think you could probably wait this one out. If we go into a tailspin in the economy, this one might go down a little bit more. But I think right now, um, it's PE is 11. Uh, it's dividend is 3%. Year to date, you're down 3%. Um, the average target price is 138 and you're at 108. I mean, again, um, you can look at this access wire story. You can look at some of those stories. You scroll down here. Nobody's really buying this one. They're exercising options on March 10th. That's probably just cause they can, um, the cost is zero. So nobody's paying anything to exercise those options, but they're not selling them either. They they're exercising the options. So then in the future, they could sell them. Um, I'm a big believer. March 19th upgrade Susquehanna with a price target of 140. Here's what you have to know about Qualcomm with other chips. If you go to AMD, okay, the PE is 402. Okay. Go to NVIDIA. Uh, the PE is 165. Go to, um, let's go to uh, Intel. Intel. They're not making money. They're losing money but the forward PE is 17. So AMD, or I'm sorry, Qualcomm with a PE of 11 and a forward PE of 10, I don't think it's horrible. I think it's a good PE. I think when chips come back into favor, they had some inventory issues and that's why you're seeing it come down. But I think you're going to make your way back to this 120 right here, which is the 200 day. It's a well-run company. They're using the chips. I, I believe that they said in the last thing that the slowdown in the handsets was the reason for their slowdown. So Trevor, I think it's a good one. Okay, let's get to scans. I will post this in the Facebook group as well because I'm not going to go over all of them. Wells Fargo, WFC. This is one that got a cross up. Um, let's see, 38.29. You are down at 37.67. I'll probably add to my position on this one. Um, they're past their earnings. They're past their ex-dividend date. There's no real catalyst other than the banking sector getting some type of positive news. Um, we had a cross-up on Etsy. Uh, personally, I own Etsy. I don't think it's a pandemic one. Uh, 94.83 was the cross-up. When I look at Finviz, it's, you know, again, they're, they're not making money. 
The forward PE is 30. Um, they lost $702 million last year. They're a $12 billion company. Uh, they have $8 per share of cash on hand. So they've got plenty of cash. It's just more about turning it around. I like Etsy. I mean, you know, Christmas time, man, you go to Etsy, you can find gift for anybody in your life on Etsy. Um, and it's really good. I like it. But Boeing, talk about this one. It's back under 200. They got the big order. Uh, it's continuing to slide. So I think under 200, I think Boeing's a good long-term play. Uh, VOO had a cross-up. This is the low-cost Vanguard index that tracks the S&P. Um, this one is back at 379. Got you out with a slight loss in this candle. It's just kind of, The MACD is just kind of hovering. And again, this kind of points to, are we in a bull market or are we in a bear market? Who the hell knows? Halliburton, which is a great company. Um, they provide uh, uh, services to the oil and gas fields. Uh, 30, 32 was the buy. You're at $28. Um, but it's another MACD cross-up. Hasn't gotten you out. Um, 30, the RSI is at 33. Look at the long-term chart on Halliburton. If we go to the weekly, um, you're right in the middle of, of this kind of range between 2021 uh, and now. So I don't think it's too expensive. It is a bit over its 200-day. If we go to Finviz, Halliburton and Schlumberger are the two kind of that, that get traded together. This has, Halliburton has a PE of um, 13.71. Schlumberger has a PE of 17. So Halliburton, I think, is the one that, that's kind of been beaten down a little bit, uh, if you wanted to get into that. Upro uh, is one. This is a uh, Ultra Pro uh, of the S&P 500. This is a triple levered ETF, 38.83. So are we going into a bull, more of a bull market? I'd be careful with that one. Um, let me see. I know there was Fiverr. Let's look at Fiverr. Um, Fiverr is a company. You go to Fiverr.com, you can get somebody to do anything for you. Uh, 2864. They reported earnings. They were good. They're up 8% in pre market. It's opening up at 31 because we just opened up. It's at $30. 31.22. Um, yeah, 2864 was the buy in. So you could have gotten it yesterday. Uh, when they announced earnings at about 28 bucks, it's up 10%. I think you're coming back to this 200 day at 34. I think it's a good company. They're not making money. Uh, this is one of those um, uh, ARC-style high-five Hail Marys. They're losing $71 million. It's a $1 billion company. Um, they're down 1% year-to-date, so it's probably just kind of coming back up a little bit because it was beaten down. Uh, Mara, our lovely Mara. Uh, this is a uh, cryptocurrency miner. They had a cross up here, $10.25. You're trading at $9.72. I continue to say $10 is the swing. I don't think that $9.72 and I don't think $10.25 is low enough for you to buy. I think crypto takes a bit of a leg down. I think anything around $8, I think you buy this one. 100%, I think you buy because I think it's a $10 stock. Um, Fastly, this is a software company. Um, and this is another ARC one. It's around 200 day at 1298. Uh, that's where it buy. It is trading at 1280. So we're, I think we're taking a leg down here. Um, 
Wix. Somebody asked me about Wix, and this showed up as a cross-up. So I figured I'd bring it up. It is one of the ARC funds. Uh, Wix has a cross-up here at seventy-seven fifty. Uh, if you believe that Wix, it is beaten down. The RSI is at 48. The MACD is super low. Their earnings are coming up May 16th. If you believe it's a 80 or $90 stock, probably not a horrible play. You do have this death cross. Remember the death cross and the golden cross. The death cross is when the 50-day crosses the 200-day. Now, if we go to the daily, it's not happened yet. So the daily is typically the uh, kind of creme de la creme of death cross, death cross and um, golden crosses. The 50-day has just turned negative. The 200-day is still positive. The 9-day is starting to turn positive. The 21-day is starting to, t it's still negative. Um, but your RSI on the daily is 37. Your MACD is starting to cross up. Again, my algorithm is 4-hour algorithm, so it's a little bit quicker. Okay, that's it. Sponsors, Visible, if you're paying anything more than $30 a month for your phone service, go down below. Visible service is $25, I think, right now. And the link below gets you $20 off your first month. Um, if you have an eSIM phone, you can just download an eSIM. Don't port your number over. Just test it for a month. It'll cost you $5. But use that link down below because it does cost you, give you a savings of $20 off your first month. Uh, if you like the charts that I post... Uh, and you see them on YouTube, you can get TrendSpider. I will share my four-hour algorithm. I will share my 65-minute algorithm. I will share you everything, uh, scans, scan lists, um, all the watch lists that I have, all of those things. Uh, and there's so much more to TrendSpider that I don't even use because your boy doesn't spend 20, you know, eight hours a day trading. But uh, it's there, and it's available to you. DS, the code DSP25 gets you 25% off. Um, I get the yearly subscription just because I use I, it's it's one of the tools that I can't do. I, I won't trade stocks with it without without it. Uh, I went without it, I think, for a week in 2021. Freaking couldn't couldn't. I was I, paralyzed, absolutely paralyzed, scared to death of trading on only Active Trader Pro. Now the tools that I use are uh, Active Trader Pro and TrendSpider. Um, I love them, and and both those are my go-tos. So if you have any questions, the link tree is down below. I want to thank, I got some uh, good tips yesterday. Remember, if you made it this far in the show, rate the show, go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars. Because um, if you made it this far, you, you got to like the content. Um, so rate it. Uh, also, if uh, you made it this far and you made some money, uh, I only want you to tip me if you made money. For instance, you walk into a, a, a club with bottle service only uh, and you're bitching about paying 50 bucks. Yeah, for a bottle. Uh, yeah, you're not going to leave a good tip. Uh, you lose money on one of my picks. I don't want to tip. I want, you know, I want you to get in the green before you tip me. But I want to thank those people who tip me. If you do make money, just treat me like a bartender. Hit me up. Say thank you. Um, throw me a tip. The Venmo is in the link tree down below. If you want to vote, join our private Facebook group where I post stuff like that Bob article I talked about at the beginning, uh, it's on the link tree. Everything is on the link tree. Say you don't have social media and you want to say something to me. I have my email address up there. Just email me. So, uh, any other questions, just hit me up. I will be back tomorrow. Have a great day. 
Uh, I think, yeah, we're negative right now. Uh, let's see. I'm going to look real quick. Uh, Dow opened down about 1%. The NASDAQ is down about 0.1%. Um, S&P is down about a half a percent. The VIX is up 5% at 17. That will want to be a 20. <laughs> so if you, want, uh, if you want to trade the VIX, um, we talk about this all the time, is in Active Trader Pro. You can trade UVIXI. UVIXI has just been beaten down. Uh, it is probably up today. Yep, up 2.82%. Um, even though the VIX is up 5%. Uh, but Uvixi trades, I, I learned Uvixi trades on the futures of the VIX, not necessarily the VIX right now. Um, so uh, Uvixi and XVixi. Um, if you want to trade oil, it's UCO and SEO. If you want to trade natural gas, it is Boyle and KOLD. So I will talk to you guys later. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow.